0: I wonder, have you ever been asked uh, this question, is there a time or an era uh, in your life that you would like to go back to? Now, now, usually those kinds of questions don't get asked until you get to be about 35 or 40 years old, uh, because you don't have a lot to go back to. Uh, Often it's simply, hey, would you choose to go back to your high school or your middle school years? And my answer every time to that question, would you go back to your high school years? Uh, My answer every time is yes, yes, yes. Uh, I had uh, during my high school years, I had a supportive family. I had great friends. I got to play tennis and basketball all the time. I even missed 12 days of school every year, and it didn't count against me because of tennis. What a deal uh, that was. And so uh, Coach Cook at Friendswood, I know you appreciate that. And and as I I think about that, it wasn't perfect. Life wasn't exactly perfect, but it it was a good time in in my life. I got to travel in the summers. I had a couple of summer jobs. I worked at a grocery store. I worked at the airport. Uh, it, It was a lot of fun. But really, I didn't have a lot of responsibility outside of schoolwork, uh, practice, and some chores around the house. And for all you current teenagers out there that might be watching, yes, I was much smarter than my parents back then. Um, I knew a lot, and they didn't. And it was frustrating at times, but I, I managed to survive. And and. Now, uh, as I look back, I, I realize that in, in high school, I had made a commitment to Christ when I was in middle school. I, I had become a Christian in middle school, but really, my faith in high school was, was pretty shallow. I, I hadn't grown a lot in my faith. Uh, I was pretty, like most high school students, pretty self-absorbed. Uh, I knew Jesus as my Savior, but I can't say that I was really that concerned about my own spiritual condition or even the spiritual condition of my friend's. And family. Uh, I was just sort of living life to live it. And, and now, 30 plus years later, uh, I realized that God's call for us is not to go back. I also realized my parents were a lot smarter and wiser than me uh, then and even now. And, and I realized that going back is never what God intended. Going backwards is never in his plan. God always wants us to move ahead in our faith. His purpose is for us to move forward with Him. And so that's my word of the year for 2021 forward. To simply move forward in my faith. And there's a a wonderful passage that many of you are familiar with. You've probably read it a number of times uh, in the book of Philippians. Uh, If you've got your Bible there on your couch or around the table, or if uh, you're worshiping at Bedside Baptist this morning, uh, turn there uh, in Philippians chapter 3 in verse 12. uh, Paul talks about uh, this idea of moving forward, what it means to go forward in our faith He says this, the church at Philippi, chapter three, verse 12. Not that I have already obtained this or am already perfect, but I press on to make it my own because Christ Jesus has made me his own. Brothers, I do not consider that I have made it my own, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead. I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Let those of us who are mature think this way. And if anything you think otherwise, God will reveal that also to you. Only let us hold true to what we have attained. What goal is pushing you forward This year into 2021. What goal is pushing you into the new year? Paul states his goal in life actually in verse 10. Just before this, he shares in verse 10 that he wants to know him. That means he wants to know Jesus. He wants to know Jesus. He wants to know the power of the resurrection. He wants to identify with the suffering of Christ. He wants to become like him in his death So that he may also attain resurrection from the dead. That's his goal, to know him, to know the power of his resurrection, to identify with his suffering, so that one day he may attain the resurrection from the dead. And so I wonder what is our goal for moving forward this year? I am probably like you, sometimes guilty of wanting the first two pieces of that statement. We want to know Jesus, and we want to know the power of the resurrection. We want to know and experience the power of the resurrection from the dead. But if we're honest, we're not so keen on the last part of that statement, to know his suffering, to identify with him in his death, to experience hardship, ridicule, pain, sacrifice. All of those things are a part of what it means to follow after God, to move forward in our faith. And though sometimes I want to be left alone and just don't talk to me, leave me alone, or when I'm experiencing difficulty, I just want to identify with the great parts of Jesus. And I I don't want to endure the struggle because it's a challenge sometimes. It's a challenge to walk through the hard things in life. It's difficult. And for most of us, we're not big on conforming to anyone, uh, especially Jesus. It's hard for us to conform to anyone but our own nature. Sacrifice is not our natural state. Comfort, ease, living out my own opinions and ideas, demanding my rights and desires, those are our natural state pain for the sake of our faith, sacrifice for the sake of good is not naturally within us. It takes the person of Christ, that resurrection power living within us to manifest that self because our tendency is to minimize, to eliminate, to walk away from, to manage pain. And if we could ask for it, we would ask for it to go away. And in our faith, if we want to achieve great things, there is sacrifice, there is suffering that must take place. And so I wonder what goal do we have to draw closer to Jesus? If you and I want to draw closer to Jesus, there's going to be some sacrifice. There's going to have to be some pain. There's going to have to be some endurance in this. It's not just going to all of a sudden God's going to plop his blessing and greatness upon you just because you said, Oh, Hey God, I want to do it my way. When would you bless that? No, I have to strain forward. It's extending with all your might towards the direction you're going. That, that's what straining means, right? If you're moving in a direction, I'm gonna strain forward. I'm, I'm putting my chest out like an Olympic athlete. I'm stretching out. I'm extending my body as far as it will go in the direction that I'm moving so I can get that extra inch, so I can achieve that extra step. I've learned that we're not really designed to strain backwards. We're not really designed to go backwards. An Olympic sprinter or an Olympic long jumper, whenever they come off the blocks or they start, they run and they stretch at that finish line across that tape and they do everything they can to make it across that or when they're in the air their arms and their legs are extending forward as far as possible so they can achieve the greatest distance the greatest speed so they can across the finish line first as i was preparing for this i was reminded of a movie i watched when i was 10 11 12 years old in the early 80s it was about billy mills who was an Olympic athlete in 1964. He ran the 10,000 meters in the 1964 Tokyo Olympics. He was a native American and growing up in that era, he had received a lot of persecution and ridicule, but he ended up qualifying number two in the United States for that Olympics. The problem was he was two minutes slower than the elite athletes in the world that year. And so if he was gonna have any chance of meddling he had to reduce his time by two minutes over 10,000 meters. In an interview much later, he said, You know, two minutes seemed overwhelming at the time. But I make, made a commitment during my training, during the time before the Olympic trials and then between the trials and the Olympics, that all it would take was just a little more effort, a little extra strain, a little more stretching. So on every lap on the track, I just had to be that much quicker. I had to put just that much extra effort in, and I would eliminate those two minutes. That was it. That's all I had to do. And in the 1964 Olympics, Billy Mills, the underdog, was a gold medalist. Because he knew what it meant to strain forward even just a little to achieve the goal he had in place, to be an Olympic champion. He knew that it wasn't about relying on his best day in the past. It wasn't about, oh, I don't think I can make it because I'm not sure I can work that hard. No. He pressed forward just that much and became an Olympic champion. Because God has designed us to move forward in our faith, never to move backwards. God designed us to move forward in our faith. We forget what lies behind. Again, the idea is that we don't strain backwards. Have you ever been um, maybe at your house or at the grocery store or something, and you're trying to open the refrigerator door and also grab something off the cabinet that's just out of your reach? Now, for some of you, that's easier than others because of your arm span. Uh, I usually have an easy time. But still, reaching forward and reaching backward at the same time, all that does is hurt you. And you end up dropping something. That's what happens. We're not designed to try to constantly go backwards to go forward, no. God designed us to move forward, to forget what lies behind, as Paul says. We don't try to relive the glory days. You've heard that saying, the older I get, the better I was. That's true of most athletes. We we don't go back to that day. We don't relive that moment. And we're also not designed to grab some spiritual truth, spiritual moment, spiritual high that we had 10, 15, 20 years ago and try to pull that forward and relive that again, God didn't design us that way. He designed us to move forward, to forget what lies behind, to forget those spiritual highs, those moments where we think, oh, that's when I was at my best, because God has something even greater for you as you live out a life of faith, but you also forget what lies behind and not second-guessing those bad decisions you made. You forget what lies behind on the sin that you committed weeks, months, years ago. Because God has forgiven you of that. Those are done. The one thing that scripture reminds us to remember is the work of God. The cross of Jesus Christ, right? That's why we participate in the Lord's Supper. That's why we receive the Lord's Supper. We remember the mighty work of God for his salvation, that he died for you and me. That's what we remember. We remember the work of God through Christ. That's what we're called to remember. Not our great moments, not our worst moments. No, we remember the mighty work of God. We're never to forget his works, but to strain backwards for some spiritual moment or to relive and beat ourselves up again for a past sin is worthless. It never helps us move forward. It doesn't allow us to become more like Christ. We're no longer living by faith when we do that. And God asks us to live by faith to the upward call. And so as we move into 2021, I want to encourage you with a few things. I believe we all need some help. All of us need some help moving forward out of 2020 and into 2021 to move forward in our faith, to move forward in our relationships with our family, our friends, our fellow believers, our coworkers, our classmates, even our enemies. We need help moving forward, to move forward by faith living that upward call. And so I want to invite you to just think about four practical things, four very kind of, I can grab onto this and and take this with me into 2021. The first one and maybe the most important one is to employ the grace of forgetfulness. One of our key leaders in the church, a, a wonderful person who is very wise shared this idea with me over the past few weeks that 2020 has been a challenging year it's been a hard year it's been a difficult year and we need to employ the grace of forgetfulness We plotted. That's the word I like. We plotted our way through 2020. Our TVs, our phones, our social media sites, our email have been filled with a wide range of beliefs, thoughts, frustrations, expert opinions on everything from race relationships The election, the validity of COVID, church polity, school reopening, sports, the economy, and countless other things. And we've been bombarded by all of this. And those of us in the body of Christ are no exception to that. And we need to employ the grace of forgetfulness because. There are people that you love and who love Jesus who have differing opinions on many of these ideas. And we need to put those behind us. We have to remember that, particularly the church, the greatest institution of the world, the church is a volunteer organization. And leaders all across Christianity. Leaders all across business, leaders all across education are making decisions the best they know how. And families are making decisions the best they know how. And sometimes families disagree with families. Leaders disagree with leaders. And we need to employ the grace of forgetfulness. I believe God is asking most of us to give a large measure of grace to everyone as we move into 2021. That's how we can move forward in our faith, that I would extend grace to you, that I would forget what lies behind, and I would move forward showing you compassion and friendship and understanding, starting fresh in 2021 by faith Knowing that we, as the body of believers, can change the world. We can make a difference and show the world there's a different way. And so employ the grace of forgetfulness. Secondly, to embrace the common goal as believers to live a life worthy of the upward call of Christ. That is our common goal, to live a life worthy of the upward call of Christ. That I want my life and your life to exemplify the person of Christ. And the only way that's going to happen is if you and I press into our faith. We dive deep into God's word. We connect with God's people. And I know that's not going to happen on my own. Because I'm weak. And you're weak. And so we must have the power of the Spirit, that resurrection power that Paul talks about, that must live inside of us and come alive so that we may follow that call, that call of Christ. Like the Olympic athlete who trains, who sacrifices, who commits even on days when he or she is tired, hurting, frustrated, frustrated, They press on because they know their calling is for something bigger, to represent their country. And we have what? Even a greater calling to represent the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, our Savior, Jesus. And so may we be a people who press into our faith to live out that upward calling of Christ. And then, third, wherever you are in your faith, determined to make this moment the starting point. I I love what Paul says in verse 16. He says, only let us hold true to what we have attained. And so no matter where you are, if you've been a Christian for a week, a month or 30 years, you need to hold to whatever you have right now. And that's the starting point. Today is the starting point. I'm going to hold on to what I've attained. And so I'm going to launch from here. I'm going to go forward from here. I shared a number of times over the past that perhaps one of the things that you can do to to ignite your faith is to memorize scripture. And, And I've asked the question, do you know at least one passage of scripture for every year you've been a follower of Christ? Maybe this year is the year that Oh, well, I've been a Christian 10 years, but I'm not sure I could recite 10 passages, 10 verses. And so this year, I'm going to, whatever I've got, I'm going to press forward and move ahead. Hold true to what you've attained is saying, I'm not going to get comfortable. I'm just not going to ride the coattails of my family or friends, or I'm not just going to trust that, oh, hey, it's okay that I catch the online service occasionally, Or I've got, you know, the daily Bible app on my social media that pops up and, you know, I get my Jesus then. No, I'm not going to settle for second or third or fourth best. My desire is to become like Christ. And so today, wherever I am in my faith, that's my starting point. Because all of us have some area of our life that the Lord needs to work on, that, that we need to... To draw closer to Jesus, that we need to look more like Jesus in a particular area. And so, may wherever you are today, may that be the point at which you attained and you go from there. That's the starting block for you. And then finally, we need to move forward in the gathering of the saints. 2020 uh, was a challenge for that, the gathering of the saints. The world tried to separate us, isolate us, polarize us. That's the capital C church. People in general were polarized, isolated. And God, I believe, is calling us to move forward in the gathering of the saints. We're not like the world because we're not about isolation. We're not about polarizing one another. We're not about separating We're about gathering. We're about peace and grace and hope. And so, my prayer is that at some point, the majority of us will be able to gather back together in this space and worship together. Because it's easy to worship from home. I've actually enjoyed it a few times. Like, it's not too bad. I get to record the sermon earlier and then hang out with my family around the couch. It's pretty nice. But I know that's not the goal that God has for us. It's easy to watch it at home. It's easy to catch it later. It's easy just to not worry about it this week. It's easy to go to a church that has a mask policy I like. It's easy to sleep in. It's easy to travel. It's easy to do all those things. But God wants us as the capital C, the big church, to regather, to gather together. If we're going to move forward in our faith, we need to move forward together. That's what Christianity is all about, togetherness. And so let's move forward together because the power of the church is the testimony of the gospel lived out by a family, a people, and the world gets to see that. And so may we move forward in gathering of the saints. And so as you consider 2021 coming up in just a few days, I want to invite you to think about what God would say to you this year, how he would move forward, move you forward in your faith this year, that you would employ the grace of forgetfulness, that you would extend grace to so many. That you would see that your calling is not for a better job, a, a higher pay, better friends. No, your calling is for the calling of Christ. And that your faith journey, wherever you are to this point, that you would determine that would be the starting point for 2020. And that you would move forward, strain ahead for the upward call of Christ. And that we as a people... Would gather together, and I'm excited about next week being able to do that to regather in person on January 3rd at 9:30 and 11. That we'll be able to gather as the saints together. But let's move forward as a body of Christ, as a people, as a family, so that the world may know that Jesus is exactly who He says He is. So let's press on in 2021 straining forward in our faith for the upward call of Christ. Will you pray with me? Heavenly Father, we know that our lives have been a challenge this year. This year was not like any of us expected, but you were not caught off guard. And so as we look to this year behind us, but more importantly, as we look to the year ahead, my prayer is that each of us, that I would take a step forward by faith or take several steps forward by faith in my relationship with you. That I would seek to extend grace and peace to those around me. That I would lead my family well and to lead others well. That I would engage in those who don't know Christ and I would show them the love that you have for them. And that, Lord, rather than getting comfortable, I would press and strive and strain and exercise and buffet my body, as the scripture says to draw close to you, to identify more and more with the person of Jesus. And so may that be our goal this year. For we pray this in Jesus' name, amen.